And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And if you love someone, you would do anything for them. If you care for them deeply, there is nothing you wouldn't do for them. And you certainly wouldn't give up the fight if a fight is what is needed for them. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about subduing evil by the Spirit of the Lord. Mark chapter 11, verse 23 in the Amplified Classic Edition. Jesus is recorded as saying, to his disciples, Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Amen? So which mountain did each one of us speak to today in our lives? Everybody has a mountain they need to get rid of. Everybody. Amen. Every day we have a new mountain, potentially. An issue that could be as small as an itch on the end of your finger and as big as a life-threatening illness or captivity being manipulated and controlled by someone, the enemy. So which mountain did each one of us speak to today? The various mountains in Afghanistan? And I'm not talking about the physical ones. I'm talking about the spiritually evil schemes that are trying to control the people so that they become captive. The very opposite of God's will, according to Isaiah 61, verse 1, where Jesus, when he is in the synagogue later on, he repeats from Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, to the physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison and of the eyes to those who are bound. This is the Amplified Classic edition of the Bible that I'm reading from, as is usually the case. So what other mountains might we decide to subdue and speak to? The spiritual mountain called distraction and blindness, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that is keeping a family member from focusing on even considering giving their life to Christ. Are we speaking to the distractions in their lives? Are we speaking to them about the Lord? This is a mountain that needs to be cast into the sea. There are mountains that could be a migraine in your friend's head or in your own head, a migraine that's just a mountain to you. You're suffering with pain, but yet the Lord has paid for it to be gotten rid of. He's already bore that migraine. So you can cast that mountain into the sea. You just have to know God's will on something and what he's told us to do about it. Amen. God has finished the works on the cross. Jesus has done it all for us. Now we just have to use what he's done, believe and speak to these things. What about the mountain, which could be a stage four cancer? in an acquaintance down the street or a friend or a family member, or even in your own self. Those of us believers, we can make a difference in the spirit today. Amen. We can command liberty to the captives in Afghanistan and around the world to declare that the people of Afghanistan are free and not bound, that the enemy is weak and that the enemy will not prevail, that the precious souls being human trafficked around the world are set free and released from bondage that those in fear are overwhelmed with peace and are set free. But you say to me, Pastor, why do you speak such a foreign concept and say these things that are not true? These people are captive. These people are suffering. Now, I say to you, I did not say these things are not facts. F-A-C-T-S, facts. 
but the facts can change to match what the will of God already is when the truth is applied and spoken to the situation, spoken to the facts. Because in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, we see that Paul writes, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. So the Apostle Paul here is writing about what was written and that the Lord had said to Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. And God was speaking things that did not yet exist as though they did exist. So it is not a foreign concept. It is a foreign concept to only those who have never heard this before or used this spiritual rule this spiritual precept, which God fully wants us to use. God said, light be, and he spoke it. And it was non-existent until he spoke it. Amen. It became, once he spoke, light into existence. It didn't exist before he spoke that it would exist, that he told it to exist. And you say, well, that's God and I'm me. How could I speak that way? But you in Christ, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus said that we need to be speaking to situations. We need to be speaking to the mountain. We're going to get into this in the program today. Now, in past programs, we have spoken on the fall of man and the loss of his dominion in the beginning, as recorded in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. And then the believer's authority being restored by becoming joint heirs with Christ Jesus in Christ Jesus, for those who confess him as Lord and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Now, those who do not understand the fallen man, the fallen world, have not understood the first three chapters of Genesis, nor know of the nature and the love of God. They tend to say things like, why, God, did you let this happen? Why, God? And they put their hands over their head or their head in their hands and they're clutching at their hair and say, why God, why God, why God? I love you, you love me, why would you let this happen? This is not understanding the truth. He has given us a responsibility to subdue the earth, to control the earth, to bring it under control. And that is what he's asked us to do and told us to do. Amen. So instead of saying, why God did you let this happen? Perhaps the correct understanding would be God saying the same thing to us. God saying, why did you let this happen when I told you to have dominion over the earth that I created for you? So ever since Genesis chapter 1, man had a job to do on the earth, to subdue it, to bring it under control. We see this in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, where God is speaking to the rest of the Godhead. Before he speaks to man, he speaks to the rest of the Godhead. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all of the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. And then he blessed man by telling male and female in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, two verses later. 
It says, And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. Now, you know at this point that man did not fall until two chapters later at the tree of the knowledge good and evil. So there is not a mention here by God to man that you will have dominion over evil because evil had not yet existed on the earth and the devil through the serpent had not yet tempted Eve in the garden. That's two chapters later in Genesis chapter 3, which culminates in verse 6 where the act of the eating of the fruit, disobeying God, but obeying the devil. Now, you look around the world and you see evil occurring. The lost roam the world as a fallen human species, but those who have received Christ Jesus in their hearts are risen in him and because of his finished works at the cross. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12 says, Thus you were circumcised when you were buried with him in your baptism, in which you were also raised with him to a new life, through your faith in the working of God as displayed when he raised him up from the dead. Now, you are risen with Christ. You are seated in him, with him, and in him, in heavenly places, to the right hand of the Father. Amen. Positionally, we are above evil. We are above evil. Evil is beneath us. But do we know it? Because if we don't know where we are, we might as well be where we were before. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 is where the word of the Lord speaks to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It is by the Lord's spirit. It is by the spirit of the Lord that things can happen, but not necessarily by itself. The Lord moves on the faith of those who use the measure of faith that he has given them. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Paul writes, For by the grace, unmerited favor of God given to me, I warn everyone among you not to estimate and think of himself more highly than he ought, not to have an exaggerated opinion of his own importance, but to rate his ability with sober judgment, each according to the degree of faith apportioned by God to him. So God has given us a measure of faith. It is God's own molding of our hearts that give us the love which is God for us to impart to others who need love who need to know about Jesus it is this new creation that we are now it's the complete handiwork and craftsmanship of the Lord and it is not us being good it is the goodness of God within us that is shining from us to the degree that we allow the love to shine from us to the degree that we want to love on other people, God is wanting to gush out with power and love towards the person in front of you. But we control that. We should allow the Lord to freely flow out of us. Amen? That is the goal. Let us not be ourselves, but let us live by the power of the Holy Spirit from within us, out of us. So, if the Lord controlled everything, remember we were talking about the beginning of the program where the person who doesn't understand the fall of man, the fall of the world, what happened at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, the person who doesn't understand the nature of the Lord, the love of the Lord, 
his love of justice, but his love of mercy and grace and his goodness that we don't deserve. That person is always saying things like, God, how could you let this happen? There is no understanding by this individual of the force of evil and the force of good on this earth and what happened at the tree and who the believer now is in Christ Jesus and the dominion that the Lord has restored to man in Christ only and the ability for man to speak to the mountain and cast it into the sea and not doubt in his heart for that mountain to be removed by the Lord in conjunction with man speaking to it and not doubting in his heart. But if the Lord controlled everything, and since God only creates things perfectly, you would look around in the world and realize that it was heaven on earth. There would be no murders, no problems. You would be confused as to why Jesus told his disciples to pray for the Lord's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven when that's already been completed. Earth looks like heaven. So why did Jesus tell his disciples to say that? This is what we would be confused about. But the Lord's will has not been done on the earth, and God does not control everything, because that would be an insult to the Lord, saying that he controls everything on the earth, when the earth is in the way that it is, with the wars, rumors of wars, and all these things, the calamities, the lack, the poverty, the sick, the dying, the captivity, the human trafficking, the sex traffickers, the poor children suffering. The list goes on, unfortunately. So let us stop saying, don't worry, God is in control. What is he in control of? He may be in control of some things, but how can someone be in control of something that they have told us to take care of and subdue? Many do not like this because this causes them to realize they have work to do and it is down to them. We believers, we may not like being told this. This means that we have to get up off our pew. And we have to start speaking to mountains that we thought God was going to speak to for us. No, it doesn't work that way. God has not set it up like that. He created the earth for man. Now man has to look after it. Now in Christ, man can speak to the mountains, can speak to evil spirits, can speak to sickness, can speak to the dead and cause them to be risen in Jesus' name. If man does not doubt in his heart. It's very simple, but it is complicated to us if we haven't seen it happen before. All we have to do is believe, Jesus said. It sounds simple, and it is. It's the enemy wanting to keep us in doubt, to keep us from believing it's possible, and to keep us from understanding who we are in Christ, keeping us from believing that the Word of God is actually true and it works. That's the enemy's job. That's why he's an enemy. He is the father of lies, Jesus said. So the Lord is not in control of those things he has told us to speak to. He is not moving mountains without the believer. He is expecting the believer to first speak to it. Why else would Jesus have ever told his disciples, and thereby you and I, to speak to the mountain for it to be cast into the sea? If God is always in control of when and how the mountains are cast into the sea, the problems in our lives and the lives of others. Mark chapter 11, verse 20 to 24. It says, In the morning when they were passing along, they noticed that the fig tree was withered completely away to its roots. Remember the previous day that uh, Jesus cursed the fig tree. This is the next morning. Verse 21, And Peter remembered and said to him, Master, look, the fig tree which you doomed has withered away. Verse 22, And Jesus replying said to them, Have faith in God constantly. 
Truly I say to you, verse 23, whoever says to this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Now, it doesn't say in verse 23 that the person who speaks to the mountain will actually move the mountain themselves. It also doesn't say that God will speak to the mountain and then it will be done as well by God. It says that the person who speaks to the mountain and doesn't doubt in his heart believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Verse 24, For this reason I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. So that's whatever mountain you have in your life today. Just believe that the Lord is waiting for you to believe that you've already been granted it. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the poverty in your family. Speak to the sickness in your friend's body. Cast out that sickness. Sickness be gone in Jesus' name. Pain be gone in Jesus' name. Cancer die in them in Jesus' name. Cancer, you will no longer survive in the in the body of that person in Jesus' name. You will shrivel to nothing. I curse you as the fig tree in Jesus' name. These things you can speak. You're speaking to the mountain. And if you don't doubt in your heart, then you will receive what you speak. You will get it. And it's not just because you spoke it. It's because it also happens to be God's will for that person that they no longer be sick because Jesus paid for them to be healed. He went to the whipping post, Isaiah 53 verse 5, and by his scourging, we are healed. That person that's sick that you're speaking to You're speaking to the mountain, which is the sickness in their body. That sickness in their body has already been paid for to be removed, to be cast into the sea. All you have to do is not doubt, but speak to it and believe it. And it will happen because God wants you to do it. God wants them healed because he's already healed them. He wants them to have their healing manifest in the natural. It's not a question on God's end. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us to believe. He's waiting for us to speak to the mountain. Let's speak to the mountain, brothers and sisters. Let us not be quiet anymore. Let us not be waiting on the Lord anymore. He's waiting on us. So we can see in the passage of Mark chapter 11, verse 20 to 24, that it's a partnership. We are to have faith in God. We are to speak to the mountain. And only if we do not doubt what we say, It shall come to pass. It shall be done for us, not by us, but by God's own hand, by his spirit. But one does not work without the other. First Corinthians chapter three, verse nine. For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. You are God's building. This is first Corinthians chapter three, verse nine. In the Amplified Classic Edition, Jesus didn't keep the authority to himself. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, it says, And Jesus summoned to him his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity. Now, in this passage, we see it was a temporary authority given to the disciples, but after the cross, When Jesus came back, he told his disciples that all authority in heaven and on earth had been given to him and to go into all the world. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20 says, Jesus approached and breaking the silence, said to them, 
All authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. So let it be. So we have a role to play now. And we have a role to play tomorrow. And the next day, and so on, until we take our last breath, or Jesus comes forth on that white horse, Revelations chapter 19, verse 11, whichever comes first. So let us be obedient, staying out of disobedience. The Lord has provided the truth in his word. We are not to reject it and perish as the Israelites did, according to Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. But we are to embrace the truth, foster the word of God in us by reading it, comprehending it, pondering it. Psalm chapter 1, verse 2, day and night, being a sponge, acting it out, acting who we are on the streets, in the highways and byways, wherever we are, in our place of work, in our place of home, in our place of worship, whoever's there, everyone has a need, whether it's healing, whether it's salvation, whether it's peace, whether it's consoling. Everyone has something going on in their lives. I don't think anyone would disagree. And so that light in you, Let that light so shine upon that person, Jesus would say, as he said in his word, let your light so shine upon men. Let us today, let our light so shine upon the person in front of us. Let our light out and speak that light according to the mountains, the spiritual mountains of captivity in Afghanistan, to the hearts of those who would want to do harm and keep captive those souls that are there, to speak the truth get the mountain out of the way of unbelief in all people of that country and all people of the world. There will be no more blockage to the truth being spoken, that the hearts of those who want to keep others trapped in fear and bondage physically and spiritually would come to the knowledge of the truth of the saving grace of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Speak to the mountains. Whether or not you see the mountain move, we must speak to it, to be obedient to Christ Jesus. We are to speak to a situation, and we command that mountain into the sea. Whatever the problem is, we speak peace in Jesus' name to the people of Afghanistan. We speak peace, and we bind the spirit of fear over them in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for ways of escape. We thank you, Lord, for ways of freedom for the people of that country. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for the rulers trying to take rule, that they would know the truth. They would come to a knowledge of the truth. Their hearts would realize that there is another way, that there needs to be peace upon the people and not control, not captivity. But they would receive the truth of the gospel and they would be set free from their own selves and from the demonic realm that is influencing them and able to work through them on the earth. Remember that we are to let the word of God abide in our hearts. The word of God is Jesus himself. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 says, And because you really are his sons, God has sent the Holy Spirit 
of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Father. The Lord is trying to get through. The Lord is is waiting for us to take dominion over situations, to speak to mountains, to speak life into people's bodies for them to be healed, to speak against distractions in people's lives, that they would come to a knowledge of the truth, that we should pray for people, whether it's right in front of us or over distances. There is no distance in the Spirit. We can make a difference today by taking a stand, knowing who we are in Christ and decreeing and declaring peace and restoration over a nation, release from captivity from those who are held captive and in bondage. We can speak to it. Do not believe for one minute that your words are of no effect. That is the issue today we have in the body of Christ. Many do not believe that they can speak to the mountain. We must all speak to the mountains that we see in front of us and across the world. Only then, if we believe and do not doubt in our hearts that whatever we should speak, only then will that mountain be cast into the sea. Only then will that problem be removed. Only then will the Lord's will be done on earth as it is in heaven in that particular situation. So let us rise up today, church. Let us rise up and let's speak to these things. Amen. Let us not let the evil one have another day gaining territory on our land. Let us speak for those who need to be spoken for. Let us speak and protect by prayer and the Spirit of the Lord those who are suffering in the world. Let them be set free by your prayers and by the hand of the Lord. As you believe by faith and do not doubt in your heart, the hand of the Lord will be upon that situation and spiritually they will be relieved. They will be released. Physically, they could be released as well. And we just believe for that. Amen. Because it's the Lord's will. Amen. If you'd like us to pray for you, you can get in touch with us. Country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code one. 407-705-3151. You can get to our website at tog.world, touchofgod.world. I pray today that you are in peace. Wherever you are in the world, that you're in peace. You may not like what you're hearing about or watching on the news, but know where you are in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But don't just sit there. Speak from there. Speak to the mountains from that position that you are in, in Christ Jesus. Because when you speak the Lord's word, it is the same as him speaking it directly. Amen. If you believe and do not doubt in his heart, because the Lord wants you to speak his will. He wants you to speak. And when you speak, you are his representative and you are speaking for him. Amen. Be confident in that today. I encourage you. Let us hear your testimonies of the mountains that you are speaking to. And what has happened in the last week or two? Please go to our website, tog.world, and fill out the prayer request. And let us know in the prayer request what has happened in your life when you've been speaking to these mountains. And also let us pray for you as well. Amen. God bless you. And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.